What's up everyone? Welcome to the London Music Podcast. I'm Andre Sora and today I have Zoe Wakelam who is an Aussie-born London singer-songwriter who still can't quite shake the accent despite having lived in the UK for about 13 years or so. So uh, having grown up singing in churches and writing for herself, uh, Zoe's music has evolved to be deeply rooted in meaningful lyrics that tackle subjects such as loneliness, courage and anxiety while remaining within the listener's grasp. And I can attest to all that because I've worked with her on uh, her previous single Acceptable Hell and I'm currently working on her new song that we touched on a bit in the podcast. It's quite uncanny how she manages to marry the music to the lyrics and the lyrics deal with such timely and intense emotions. And in terms of the music itself, she draws inspiration from artists such as Phineas, 21 Pilots, Half Alive, Wallows, Billie Eilish, and Zoe's musical offerings sit in the balance between kind of electro and bedroom pop. And I really like the way she puts it because she says she's serving lyrical depth while tickling your eardrums with catchy melodies. Without further ado, I give you Zoe Wakelin. I have Zoe with me on the podcast. Thanks a lot for joining uh, today. No worries, my pleasure. Thanks for asking. Let's jump into it. Let people know who you are, how you ended up being a a musician, and what's your story? What led you to this moment? Yeah, so um, a little bit about me. I was born in Australia. I lived there till I was eight, and, you know, I guess you could say my first musical experience was just playing on a very dodgy guitar and writing my own little songs in a Mickey Mouse journal. Do you still have the journal? I do. It's in a box. The songs are hideous. They're really hideous, but they are fun. Sentimental value. So, um... I, I've been playing, you know, guitar for a while, did grades and things, but, you know, I was quite interested in um, acting and um, that seemed to be the main thing that I was pursuing for a while. Um, and then I think it was a summer of about four years ago now and I ended up writing, I'd, I'd continued writing songs, but I think I wrote about three songs and I didn't know what to do with them. They felt different. They felt a little more meaningful than the other songs I had previously written. I thought, well, what do I do with this? Should I share these with people? And if so, you know, how do I go about that? And I felt like some of the messages that I was starting to develop about what I wanted to say as an artist and what I wanted to communicate to people were rooted in those few songs. And so that was when, yeah, four years ago now, I think it was, that I started to look at properly recording my music and, um, sharing it with other people and seeing how they responded really mm, so it came more from a um, a desire to share your music and more in terms of songwriting than musicianship in that sense even though you did start off by learning how to play guitar through grades and stuff like that yeah because i think the thing was is that i mean i'd always when i was doing my grades i was doing classical And it's a little bit trickier to sing to classical. (laughs) Um, And it's not quite so singer-songwriter-ish. But um, I also grew up leading worship at my church. And so that was more the the singer-songwriter style, I guess, of musicianship. I wanted to learn a lot more about music as well. And I think there were some big bands that I got into around about that time, like 21 Pilots. They just amazed me with their skill and how multi-talented Tyler Joseph was. He plays so many things. And same with Josh Dunn, to be fair. 
Um, and so I think that also sparked my creativity in that area. Yeah. What exactly in that type of music made you say, wow, I want to I want to become an artist. I want to drop the whole actor thing and want to become a musician. I felt like when you act a lot of the time, unless you really invest yourself in writing your own material, in shooting your own films, in directing your own stuff you are at the mercy of whoever's project it is. I'm quite an independent person in some ways and that I don't I like to be at the center and start things and get things going being an initiator and um when it came to music I felt like this is an area where you can have a finger in every section of the creativity um or the creative process. Um, you can be involved in everything and be able to explore and learn in all those areas from, you know, the, the imagery for your songs to the different sounds you're going to use. And I think with a band like 21 Pilots, I just love the world that they built around their music. They had so many elements. They had this this whole universe of storytelling through the music. And you could see how even though their you know, style evolved over time, it was such a potent atmosphere that they had made. And I was like, wouldn't it be amazing to be able to craft something that incredible? So what makes you tick as, a, as an artist? What makes you wake up in the morning and do what you do? I, I think connecting with people is such a big thing for me. I love speaking to people and finding out why it is that they even listen to my music in the first place because it, it amazes me. I love to be able, when I'm writing a song, to have that moment of epiphany and you think, oh yeah, that, that can spiral and that can become this and this can become that. And then when you get to share that with someone and that gets to impact them some way, it's pretty amazing to me. Um, even with my last song, Acceptable Hell, which you know you produced, I was talking to one of my followers on Instagram and they were just saying how the song that was about my experience with bullying in high school, how that song helped them go back and work through some of the stuff that they hadn't even thought about for years because we don't like thinking about it. It wasn't pleasant. Yeah, they were just saying, I enjoy listening to your song, but honestly, it's making me a little bit sad. <laughs> I'm like, well, sorry about that. But they were grateful that they got to have that sort of cathartic experience. And I think that's what it is. It is a cathartic experience because whatever I end up writing about is something that I'm feeling strongly about at the moment. And um, it's always exciting to be able to think, how can I present this thought process in a way in a song in general are all of your lyrical themes based on stuff you went through or you're going through now mostly or things that i've seen it has to be something that i have had an encounter with um i've written a song about homelessness that isn't released anywhere but um it's one of those ones that i wrote when i went to the states and i was in new york and i was in la and There's so much homelessness and homelessness is something that I feel really strongly about. And so I was thinking, okay, I'm feeling pained over their pain, but their pain is so much greater than mine. And so then I ended up writing that song. One day when I get to release that, I'm thinking, yeah, that could be a really powerful song to be able to actually bring about physical change for some people, to be able to, you know, do fundraising things with that. That one wasn't necessarily something that just was for me, but it was something that I saw that I felt passionate about. Uh, so presumably you have many songs like that 
that are yet to be released. What makes you decide when to put out a specific song, a specific moment that you're describing? Some of it depends on, I mean, I think it's a mix. The last song that I put out was just one that I really enjoyed creating and I really enjoyed performing. And I thought, well, maybe other people will enjoy listening to it too. And, you know, when you were working on the production for that, I was like, yeah, maybe people will be able to, you know, have a bit of a jam to this. <laughs> but for, you know, upcoming singles that you're going to start working on soon as well, it's more about, is this song time appropriate? And I think some of the songs that I've written could be more time appropriate than others. The elephant in the world of COVID and how that's affected everyone's mental health, particularly. I feel like some of the songs that I've written could be more meaningful at a time like this. What about the music behind it? There's sort of melancholy in your melodies and even in, in the way you strum your guitar, there's something there that kind of speaks out a, a certain way. So what influences you there? How, how do you go about coming up with your melodies and chord progressions? I'm quite a melody-based person. So um, a lot of the time I will have a melody before I then look for the chords. That's somewhat unique. Uh, most people have a beat or some chords or uh, and then come up with the melody. So, And I think that's kind of what I'm hearing because there's something there that actually speaks. It's not, okay, uh, these are some chords and now I'm going to try to come up with some sort of line to, to sell these chords. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is based in the fact that I'm really passionate about the lyrics that I write because I know how powerful other people's lyrics are that I listen to and how they have informed seasons of my life. So I think, how do I deliver these lyrics? How do I do them the justice that I feel they need? So, you know, with the melody, I'll be like, which bit do I want to emphasize? Which is the bit that needs that uplift of hope? Where does it need to soar? Where does it need to have that um, moment of calm? And so that's when the melody will come. And then once I've got the melody, be okay, do I want this to have the more melancholy minor? Or do I need to have a bit more of that, you know, that urgency of drums or something? So that will then inform the, the music behind the song in that, I think, quite storytelling sort of way. You can actually hear it in the performance as well because you start off the song in one place and end it in a different one and you can hear that in the melodies and the performance itself and this is something that is quite rare. Uh, so talk about the the latest song, your latest single, Acceptable Hell. How did, I mean you touched on it a bit but how did that come about? What was the story that led to this? Well this is actually quite fun because um, last year I I really wanted to grow in a lot of my areas with my music. I wanted to grow even in, you know, putting together my melodies, putting together chord progressions that felt unique and didn't feel cliche, getting out of cliche lyric holes. And so I did a songwriting challenge for myself where I wanted to write um, a song a week for, I think I was trying to do 30 songs. And then halfway through this, I ended up going to the United States for like two months. <laughs> so it got paused, but this song was written in that time. And um, I was thinking, okay, what is something that I feel passionate about? And those were all the things that I was writing down as ideas. And at the time, I'm really a fan of coffee shops. I love going to coffee shops. I will sit there with my book. I will sit there with a journal. I will go by myself, be quite happy with two coffees or one or a bit of cake or whatever. And I feel like it's such a great place to people watch. I live in a town where um, there are quite a few loud people. <laughs> 
And when you're in a coffee shop and there's a lot of loud conversations going on, I find it quite um, intriguing. And so it was on one of those days I was at a coffee shop and I was listening to a couple of mums um, who were sitting right next to me. And I, I was a bit unhappy at first, you know, because there was the entire cafe and they decided to sit next to me with their two prams and their, <laughs> their coffees. And I was like, oh, you couldn't go anywhere else. I went there that day to think about writing another song. Their conversation managed to spark me writing Acceptable Hell instead of the song that I intended to write. When you, uh, you win your Grammy, you need to track those moms down and tell, tell them that it's, it's because of them. Yeah, tell I'd be like, yeah, just because you're talking so loud next to me. But um, they were talking about their kids in school and um, it just reminded me of how much I really didn't like my school experience. And, you know, I feel like there's a lot of pressure on kids and their kids, from what I was hearing, they were probably only about seven. And the, the parents, bless them, I know they're concerned, but they were saying how they were disappointed in the teachers for not pushing them hard enough and squabbles between children. And I was thinking, I do not miss any of this <laughs> at all. Um, and so I ended up, I ended up writing Acceptable Hell of my experience in school because being in that environment really had begun to change who, how I was feeling about myself as a person and who I felt like I was going to become because I was adapting, I guess, in a more survival instinct um, scenario than was healthy for me. So, yeah, I ended up leaving school at the age of 13 to be home educated, and um, that was really... Um, healing for me and enjoyable. You're preaching to the choir. I, I didn't have the the opportunity to be to get homeschooled, but uh, I didn't enjoy my school years. So maybe that's why I also resonated with the song when you first <laughs> sent it to me. What about this latest song that we have cooking up? Does it have any tie-ins with Acceptable Hell? How does this one fit into this sort of narrative? I wrote this song in January of this year. I had not, when I came back from the US on that trip, I really felt like I'd lost my songwriting mojo because there were just a lot of things going on in my head and in my life that completely were throwing out my plans. And um, I just felt like I couldn't, I didn't know what was the right place to start. And at the beginning of the year, I think I probably experienced anxiety and I had never really experienced anxiety before. And when I was experiencing this, That was when I wrote the first song I'd written <laughs> in a couple of months. I'm thinking, well, that's just typical, isn't it? So I ended up writing this song out of how I needed to manage my anxiety and needed to understand that it is okay to take time to breathe and not everything mm. needs to be accomplished in a day that could actually be accomplished over a couple of weeks that you need to allow for yourself and have good self-talk for yourself. And um, my mum, she's amazing she's always you know been there to help me with stuff and she'd always say you need to have good self-talk Zoe you just gotta have good self-talk in your brain when you're having these negative thoughts and you need to be able to pull yourself out when you know that you're going down so then I wrote this song and um forgot about it for a while honestly because I thought maybe it's one of those songs that you don't share with people but then I ended up um having a moment and singing that song to myself and going yeah that 
that still that still speaks to me. <laughs> Maybe I should do something with this one. I mean, I'm happy you did just because I, I enjoyed the song from the moment I heard the demo. So I'm excited to see where this one can can lead to. And I don't want to tell people too much about it just yet because I want it to, to be a surprise when it when it drops. So what other plans do you have once this single is out? How do you see your next, how do you see 2021 at this stage? Because 2020 has been canceled. You know, pre-COVID, you know, you're doing gigs, you're, you're going out, you're playing open mics and stuff. Life after COVID is going to be so much more constrained for musicians. Like I can't see open mics opening back up, which are just a great place to workshop your music and, you know, see how people feel about different stuff. So I think probably 2021, I'm, I'm just really hoping at the moment to just get as much music that I've already written out for people as much as possible because otherwise they're just sitting there idle and I'm thinking well what is the point of you you know what is the point of creating if not to share with people and uh, on that note you did have that uh, zoom gig uh, a couple of weeks back so do you intend to do more of those yeah I'm thinking about it I think it, it was a really fun thing to do and um, a lot of people seemed really engaged with it so I'm hoping to maybe do more of like a monthly thing with that. Mm. I've seen other artists doing that. Tessa Violet is one of those artists that I think has been really on top of doing gigs for um, her fans and her followers. And I think that's really wonderful of her because it's so, you know, giving of time and energy for, mm. for her. And I'm, I just think, yeah, that would be really great to be able to, to do that for, for people that listen to my music. So I'm thinking more, more music releases. I'm really excited. Also, I've got some music video ideas. Um, I've even got some of the stuff ready to go, but then, you know, there were all those restrictions about going outside and I'm like, well, I can't completely do it to the way that I want to do it yet. So maybe we'll just wait a little bit longer. So is the video for Acceptable Hell ready? It is not ready yet, but it is planned and kind of ready to go so it depends on how soon we can get it done really yeah so but it's exciting and i want to do i want to create more visual t content for sure um because i think there's a lot of power that you can put into a visual and i think because you know i love film i love acting and so that's kind of right up my street when it comes to making a music video it's really exciting to be able to create more music for people to listen to, to be able to, yeah, work with you more and develop more of that sound and the, the story of the songs and how they can lace together. That's really exciting to me. So people should look forward to 2021 full of new stuff to listen to. Thanks a lot for joining me on this. It's, it's been a pleasure to, to find out more about you and hopefully people will jump onto your music. And where can people find you? What's your social media handles? Are you on all of them or is it just on the select few? Yeah, I'm, um, I mean, for streaming, you can stream me on any platform, just Zoe Wakelam um, or type in Acceptable Hell and you'll get me anywhere. I am mainly on Instagram, TikTok and Facebook, um, but Instagram is really where all the conversation happens and TikTok mm. is where all the silly stuff happens. So de depending on what your, your taste in uh, social media is, you'll find me at Zoe Wakelam on either of those. Yeah. I'll make sure in the description on Anchor and on Spotify podcast and Apple podcast to have all of your details there anyway. In the meantime, everyone go listen to Acceptable Hell out everywhere. It's a fantastic song and I'm not saying that just because I worked on it, but it actually is. It actually is an amazing song and uh, keep your eyes out for the next release self-talk yeah. thanks a lot for joining and I'm, I'm sure we'll we'll do this again sometime yeah this has been so much fun honestly thank you so much
Thanks a lot for listening to the podcast. I hope you got something out of the discussion that I have with Zoe. If you haven't already, go check out Acceptable Hell and the new song, which is going to come out really soon, which is Self Talk. And in the meantime, if you found any value in the podcast, please consider sharing it with your friends. And don't forget to hit the follow button on the various platforms. And until next time, have a good one.